You're really a. You really. You need a mirror. I need a mirror. Well, for like a rear view mirror kind of thing, sticking out my head. Yeah, <laughs> that would help. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's the thing about this. Um, we 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 uh, know a couple things, and uh, we have. Um, it was really weird when we started this. We, uh, you know, so my idea was to have. Uh, Something for teachers to listen to on the way to work, right? And so we started this podcast, and it really is kind of out of uh, demand from them. And what's interesting about it is we have had like thousands of teachers download these things. And if you told me three months ago that we would have thousands of teachers interested in listening, <laughs> a couple people <laughs> having some conversation about teaching and teachers, I would have never believed it. But, uh, man, they're into it, you know. So we have a few people listen, you know, watch on YouTube, maybe a few hundred here and there, and um, but thousands downloaded. So, is it, so it's, I mean, it's been fascinating. So uh, here's the thing. Here's, here's what we know is um, we know that what people love are um, personal conversations that are absolute real and authentic and uncensored. And so whatever comes up, you know, it's um, we need the true you. And um, so, you know... Um, Oh, and here's the other thing. We know it sounds best if you talk real close to that microphone. So you have to get up. So you know, if your nose touches it, that's okay. Okay. There you go. You're right in, right? I'm in there. In there. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. hey, uh, by the way, I mean to ask you, I haven't uh, really chatted much with you since you moved into the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Warehouse living. It's a, it's a little, it's not fancy warehouse living, but it's, it's not the, uh, it's not slum. Yeah. Where is it's it? Pretty, is it, is it by cool. the uh, convention center? Yes. It's uh, across the street from Dynamo Stadium. Yes. Like their billboard. I can tell you what's going on in the game from my living room. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Score. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And you played soccer, didn't you? I did. I remember that. Yeah. All right. I love it. I'm going back now. Yeah. That's, that's some serious memory. That is good memory. Skills, they Ske call that. Oh, yeah. And uh, all right, so uh, how many square feet you got in that in that shack? Three thousand. Three thousand square feet of warehouse space. Mm -hmm. And is it is it is it divided into rooms? It is three bedroom, two bath, office, library, and then a big room. Really? Mm -hmm. And then do is it like when when I'm th I'm trying to picture what what it would look like concrete floors. Mm -hmm. Concrete floors, uh, like that rafter, you know. The exposed exposed mm -hmm. and uh and do, and do the walls go all the way to the ceiling or is it just part way what would be the other option i don't know like i've been in warehouses where like the freaking 30 feet tall or something so the walls go all the way to the top yeah i mean i don't know i need i don't know how tall the ceilings are but we do aerial yoga in there so it's tall enough for that aerial yoga mm-hmm I'm trying to conjure that up. So put yourself in like a little sack, you know, when you were, um, you had babies and they wore this, you know, you put them in the sling. Uh-huh. The okay, baby put your, Bjorn. Put yourself in a big sling. I did the Bjorn. Now, Georgia did. She, she, she slung them. Okay. Well, put yourself in a big sling. Right. Like huge, like big. Hammock. Hammock sling and uh -huh. do some yoga in it. And, and, and why would people do that rather than um, sweaty yoga? <laughs> you still can get sweaty, but it's a... Uh, um, it's just, it's good. It supports you and it like cradles you and it just feels really good. I, right. it's, and then it's acrobatic. I've heard enough. No, you really haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, uh, you can do flips in it. I have, have you not seen my aerial yoga video? I've not. Okay. Well, you should watch I'm it and then you'd be a little this. bit more interested. All right. I'm all right. Because I did a flip into the hammock. You did. I did. All right. The first time I ever did it, I did that flip. That changes everything. So, all right. So let's get this thing going. All right, you and I are going to chat it up, and uh, we're going to find out about you and all you have going on, and and um, some insights that you have gained over the years of uh, mm -hmm. in your coaching business. And we'll talk about what school was for you and parents, and and now that you're a mom, and what what school is uh, for your kids, and kind of some uh, some of your experiences on both sides of the fence. And uh, and we'll get down. We're going to figure this thing Hopefully out. We don't talk about that. <laughs> the <sides of> the <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we're going we're to get to the bottom. <laughs> Don't you worry. Let's kick it off. Taya Sparks is in the house, and we are rolling. Nice we intro weren't music. rolling before. We're official now. <laughs> right. 
Yes, the Teaching a Rockstar podcast. This week we have Taya Sparks in the house. Hey, listen, also this week, you know, we've been busy. Uh, we've been on the phone. A lot of schools calling in for uh, in-services, and this is a time people start getting nervous because they don't have anybody booked for their back-to-school convocation and teacher meetings. And so, we well, listen, we're going, we just, uh, Floyd County, Kentucky, Banks County, Georgia, Toloso Midway ISD down in Corpus. We have a lot on the books. So, we're, and also dates are filling up fast. I'm going to do about 15 to 17, 18 dates in August. And I think we have five or six booked already. So if you're interested in bringing a little teach like a rock star to you and yours, give us a call soon or we are going to run out of time. Also coming up, we have shows in Little Rock, Oklahoma, uh, the ATL, and my favorite town, second favorite town on the planet, Nashville. And so we'll be coming there in the next uh, four and five weeks. All right. In the Teach Like a Rockstar Intergalactic Studios. Taya Sparks, everybody. Hello. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'm so before we, before we actually got this thing kicked off, we were talking about where you live. You got, you got this kooky little uh, 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 shack that you live in. You, you, you are a warehouse living kind of gal. I am. That's such a cool thing. That's a very cool thing. You and I have very different... <laughs> <laughs> very different homesteads going on all right so uh so uh, tell us about that because that's like a cool you know i've seen like on uh you know uh interesting places to live or whatever georgia makes me watch on hgtv mm-hmm. you know and so you uh you live in at some point it, it was a, like a working warehouse yes it's a i live there and work there it's um big built out quirky funky awesome space yeah but yeah. when you say you live there where you're not like driving a forklift around the warehouse you have you have an office and you do uh events there and you host uh interesting uh, meetings and aerial yoga yes we do all kinds of things there and i've you know it's it's just the beginning of it too which is uh, really fun so you have a vision but yes ideally in your warehouse this is where you 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 live and work. You parent. You do the whole thing, and um and and, and what was your goal for this thing going in? Um, let's see. Going in, well, moving into it, it's really it's pulled everything that I love and do already together, and then it's opened up the space to create even more of those things. So, um, it's my social fun stuff that I love to do music and not play, but here and support artists and creatives. And so, um, it's also allowing me to open a community classroom, which is a big part of it and have a space to support people to do the work that they do and do their thing and provide, um, yeah, just have the space to do that. So. Cool. And so yeah. this community classroom. So you, I've seen like on Facebook, you've already had some sort of events there. Mm-hmm. Like what? What? what, what did, I'll tell what you've done. Um, I'm doing a house concert a month. Uh-huh. Um, that's been really fun. And um, I've had a clay and DJ party. We had a big um, fat cat creamery came in with their ice cream cart, this huge cart with the umbrella it was really fun right. we had a dj and everybody was doing clay with uh, mccheeks academy and um so it was just like i one of my one of my goals is to have adult playtime mm-hmm. and fun and so i don't think there's enough of that happening and i just love i just love fun things like that and games and you know um i want to have movie nights i have a projector that projects onto this huge wall and I, I just love adult fun playtime. There you go. Yeah. And so, and so this is part of your um, profession. It's part of your income, is it not? Oh, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. And so in, adi- in addition, are you still doing the coaching thing? Yeah. All right. So you, so you do the one-on-one personal coaching. You do groups. And then you also have these events at your yeah. place. Right. And then, th- so the expanded version of that is moving into the community classroom, like helping people get things started, helping people create things. Mm-hmm. The, the general idea is I, um, I'm, I'm big into all the doing that it takes to create something. 
So everything is set up so that you are engaging in the doing um, right there, hands-on in the moment, in the class, you're doing the stuff that it takes to create something bigger. Rather, rather than just talking about no, it in no, theory. No, we're not talking about, we're not talking about any of it. <laughs> we're doing it. There you go. Yeah. I love that. In fact, it's really one of the challenging things is to get the teachers to, um, to, to not teach so much. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, to pare that part down and, and uh, have this integrated, hands-on, you know, guide them through the doing of it. Right, right. So. To not teach so much. I yeah. like it. Yeah. All right. So, and so you have all this going on and well, let's, let's, let's back up. Let's, let's go way, way back to we're, what we're going to do. We're going to figure out how you got to this point. We're going to do a little timeline with all you right. and th talk about some experiences and decisions and influences <laughs> that you've had over your life. And just go back and I'll tell you what, with you, let's go back to when things um, got interesting, which is always for most people like middle school, junior high. Mm -hmm. And so in middle school, junior high, we'll say, like sixth, seventh, and eighth. Talk to me about kind of who you were as a person, personality, some of the motions you were going through at that point. What what, what was life like for you? Um, let's see. It was a very interesting time. Um, I I remember in elementary, I had really long straight hair, like to my you know bottom of my back, long straight hair, and had this certain look, and then um, very. I can look back and say that was just a very typical fashion for me now. Um, but so going into sixth grade, I cut my hair off to my, like above my shoulders and permed it. So it was like completely drastically different. And then, it, but there's this funny feeling like, oh, like almost like, oh, a woman. Like uh -huh. I just, and when it like, you know, I'm 10, I go into my womanhood or right, something, right? Go. Double digits. Yeah. And so um, I remember that very distinctly and like feeling, um, feeling paid attention to differently. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, and so in junior high for me, and, and this is just very much my character and personality anyway, but I remember just feeling um, really sensitive and like this combination of like popular and sensitive Right. And not knowing how to quite deal with that. And, um, was I it mean, one of those experiences of where you were uh, worrying about whether people thought about you? And, no, I'm not. I mean, and it's, it's not that I don't care about what other people think. I do. And I still uh. do, of course. But, um, I would, no, I've always had a certain, um, let's say confidence, but just a certain comfort with who I am and, you know, I, I never, I never felt weird. Like it was just like, this is how I want to look. This is how I want to do things. And, and I've always been okay with that, um, yeah. to, to a certain degree and have grown that. But, um, but there's just this, um, like feeling, I don't know, feeling really divided. And I've always felt that way. Like there's just part of me that's like, you know, on the stage and very comfortable with, you know, like, you know, it'd be like in drama and, but then the other half of me was really shy and really sensitive and, you know, didn't want people to talk to me and, yeah. you know, all of that too. So I've always felt that way. And that was starting in junior high, really clear to me. And, and you know, when I, when I, I love working with teens be, because of that, um, I don't work with a lot of teens, but, I do enjoy it because if if I had understood me then and understood that that was just that was okay, yeah. uh, it would have made a big difference. So I love working with teens for that reason because I feel like I can help them understand that who they are is. Is okay. It's okay. Yeah. Such a huge message, you know. I think because for whatever reason, you know, it's this. You know, I think it's left over from this whole. You, you know thousands of years in our dna of primate where we're you know we're, we're trying to fit in with this pack you know fit in somehow when, when the truth is that's not really how the whole thing works everybody's completely different but to be in that that right right when you turn double digits you know those kids are 10 11 12 i mean and some of them in their 30s and 40s are still trying to figure that out that is yeah. just okay it's it's all you're oh, oh you're absolutely. perfect you are so perfect right. just like you yeah yeah, that's still my main message. Like, I mean, it's it always will come back to understanding yourself and who you are is completely okay. So yeah, yeah. 
you know, and, and uh, what a powerful thing, you know, just for, for, you know, teachers to, to really share that message with a kid and, and because you can spot them, that kid feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's like this neon sign over right. their head. It's me. Right. And, and just, you know, stop them on the way in or out of the door and the hand on the shoulder and, you know, that look in the eye, Hey brother, oh, it's huge. you are perfect. Yeah. You, you, you showed up perfect and you're perfect exactly the way you should be yeah. today just a powerful it's, thing it's huge it's huge um, i mean yeah how were you doing academically at that time you know i mean i wish <laughs> i'm almost embarrassed to say like i was a really good student <laughs> why would you be embarrassed I, I don't because i feel like i should have been a little bit more rebellious or something um but um no i made really good grades and um uh for the longest time straight a's and uh-huh. Um, what was that about? Was that like a you thing or was that like parental pressure? No, no. Oh God, no. Parental. No, I was born to teenagers. I didn't have any parental, any, anything, um, much less pressure. But so, um, no, no, my, it, no, that was me. That was just, um, I actually really like, um, I suck at Trivial Pursuit. It's not, I'm not that kind, like I'm not smart in that way. Um, I don't, I don't retain those facts and, right. and things like that, but. Um, well, you got Google on the phone. You don't need me. <laughs> I don't need that shit anymore. Anyway, right? <laughs> you got it right here. But um, I'm really, one of the things I was really good at was knowing what they wanted me to know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of learned what I was supposed to know. Right. And. Um, and then there was the other stuff that I really enjoyed, like um, English and grammar and, you know, sure. um, you know, I just, I love all that. And math, I love math. And that's the, that's the game of it all, you know? I mean, and, you know, and a lot of kids figure it out that, you know, I really have to know anything. I just need to know what they want me to know on the day they want me to know yeah. it and be able to recall that information right. at about that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because if you ask me the next day... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure I'm going to have that information yeah. still in there, but I'm going to give it to you on the day you want it. Exactly. And so some kids figure that out for just kind of naturally. And But for you, it was kind of a you thing because, as you said, you're born to teenagers. And so at this point in your life, going into middle school, you your parents are in their late 20s, oh early my 30s. I, my mom was 28 when I was in junior high. And she's doing the best she can, I'm sure, <laughs> at that time. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean... I think people do as best as they, they you know, of course yeah. she absolutely did the best she could. And she was, she was a good mom for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I, I didn't, I didn't depend on my parents. I kind of just went ahead and did stuff. Like I just kind of was like, I got it. Right. I'm, I'm going to do this. And, and so they kind of had a hands off, um, not a lot of oversight, not a lot of micromanaging you your know, life. You know what it was is that they, they just thought I was smarter than them anyway. Mm. And so it was just like, uh, she's got it. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, I, and I wasn't getting into trouble and, you know, um, I had fun, but I just naturally, I just wasn't interested in drinking and drugs and I've never done drugs. And, um, I just, I just wasn't interested in it. I've always been a little bit more like I'd rather like drug of choice is like caffeine or, <laughs> you know, I like to feel energetic and excited and, and drinking just never made me feel that way. I just, it makes me tired and that doesn't feel good. And, right. um, and, and then I think growing up too with teenagers, um, probably some of my rebellion did come in that, well, I'm not gonna do that. Cause I saw my parents do some things that, you know, I judged uh, that I didn't want to get into, and at twelve, yeah, yeah, fast. And so academic, you're great. And and uh, were, were you oh, involved? Oh, yeah. Go in ahead. fact, I graduated high school a year early. Really? Mm-hmm. And again, that wasn't because. Are you sure you I, weren't kicked out? Because there's there's like a fine <laughs> line, you know that. I graduated yeah, early. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is such a, a testimony to my th- my type of intelligence is that. Um, it wasn't that I graduated early because I was so smart. It was because I know how to ask the right questions. And so, um, when I went to, it was like, you know, that last year where you're setting up your schedule and all of that. And, um, uh, oh, because I hated history so much at the time, um, I would take history in summer school and just to like, it was because it was condensed and I didn't have to deal with it throughout the year. 
So it was just, you know, um, so by the time I got to the end there, it was like I only had one class left to take and it was senior English. And so the counselor was like, well, you just have one, you know, all you need is one credit mm -hmm. and senior English. And, I, and so I've always been a question asker, you know, always. And, and so I don't know if he would have told me or not, but I just said, well, do I have to take a whole year of school for this one class? And he's like, no, actually you don't. You can take night school and take that class. So that's what I did. So it, you know, it wasn't about grades. It was just about that. That's just my, that's my version of resourcefulness. My, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a whole, yeah, that, that level of resourcefulness, that, that, that kind of IQ, it's huge, huge. And it really in, and in school, you know, um, that, that traditional model, I'm not saying all schools are all classrooms, but that traditional model, the typical classroom, there's, there's not a lot of opportunity there for resourcefulness. It really is, you know. Here's the information, put that in your noggin mm -hmm. and be able to put it, you know, recall it and, and show evidence that you know it on the day I need you to know yeah. it. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, so you have this whole little educate, you got, you have the school game figured out. You're doing your thing. You, uh, you're, you, you, you know how to make grades, great grades and you're graduating early. And, and what were you, we, now if, during those times at middle school, high school time, can you think back and think and and if you can picture a teacher, maybe somebody comes to mind that you really had a connection with and and served as an influence in your life. Maybe it was positive, maybe it was negative. I don't know. But uh is there is there anybody like that that that, that you can recall? Um uh you know, there was this um I don't know, this one moment where and this uh, is a teacher, but he was actually one of the coaches. Uh -huh. And um, I really, this was in high school. I really liked him. I liked his style. He was kind of casual and he was funny and just, just cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and he asked us a question one day. Um, and to me, this was one of the only times in school that anybody ever pulled on the way that I thought. And, you know... Um, and he said, all right, I'm going to give you this, this quote, and I want you guys to tell me what it means. And so the quote was, all sunshine makes a desert. And I was like, hell yeah. That, like, finally, like somebody speaking my language, like, right. like asking me to figure something like that out. Like, that's what I wanted to, like, that's what I was good at, right. you know? And so, um, and that's not, anyways, what I got excited about anyway. And so I was like, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it was this moment where, you know, I raised my hand. And I'm like, well, yeah, it means this. And so uh, it was just it was it was just so validating. And it, it felt like one of the first times it was really my my style of thinking. Yeah. Like somebody really speaking to me in that way. So it was really fun. And then I got like lots of, you know, kudos for. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. You know, because I knew what it meant. Uh, right, and it kind of reinforced the way you felt and the way you thought, and so that kind of put you even more, you know, solid on that path that you that you're naturally on. Yeah. And what class was that? Was that was that like an English class? An Eng or? Uh, yeah, an English class. Uh huh. Yeah. I tell you what, you know, coaches get so much, so much stuff. I'm people, you know, talk, uh, but I tell you, when you, if you want to see some real teaching, there's coaches out there that are just amazing, yeah. amazing educators, <laughs> not just on the field. Listen, man, I hear, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of vehicles for learning lessons in life and whether it's band or athletics or drill team or whatever the thing is, or, you know, student council, but you know, to, to watch those coaches work, the, the men and women that serve as coaches in, on the court, on the field and, and what they do with life lessons out there in terms of working together as a group and setting goals and achieving and collaboration and resourcefulness and and then taking that and then applying it into the classroom mm -hmm. what happens to be English or history mm -hmm. there's amazing people doing amazing work out yeah, there for sure. and uh, and let me ask you this you know we, we don't really talk about this a lot on on the podcast but I'm interested was, was there was there somebody a uh, teacher that you can recall that really uh, was 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 just a bad fit for you and your style of learning. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have. I don't know. Nothing. I I can think of. 
I mean, I could speak to that in general, um, but you know, I, I think it really like I, I, it, I think it comes back to the same thing with parenting for me and like it, my my relationship with my parents was just like I didn't really pay attention to those things. I didn't. I don't think I was influenced enough. Um, I think it's a huge influence. I'm not saying that. I just think me personally, I just kind of moved on. You kind of tuned them out. Like I just, yeah, I just, I just go ahead and do what I do. And so I don't really, I'm sure there was, but it just doesn't. So even at that point. I was like self-sufficient enough that it was like, I don't really, I tune people, like I just tune them out and just learn what I need to learn and kind of self-study or something. So you're kind of creating this little hula hoop of reality around you. This is my little world. (laughs) 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 And you people can do whatever you want. Exactly. Outside of my little hoop. Exactly. And I've never really quite realized I grew up so much that way, but as we're talking about it, absolutely. (laughs) And it's interesting because I think, I think with, with your, with your situation growing up, you know, as a kid with the, with that kind, with parents just doing, you know, they, you can't do better until you know better. And they're doing as best as they could with what they knew how to do at the time and, and the resources that they had. So it kind of required you to be resourceful on your own. Oh yeah. Like that was survival. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right. Just trying to find a figuring out the world. Yeah. And, and it didn't feel, I mean, that it didn't feel like a struggle. I kind of prefer, like it was just also my natural way of, like I just preferred things that way anyway. I didn't, I don't really like people telling me what to do. I don't really, you know, I prefer to just, I like, I like influence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love, you know, I, I do a lot of things that involve influence. Um, and I'll try a lot of things and go to things and like pick, pick the one or two things or read a book. And it's like that one thing I will get. And the whole book was worth it to get that one piece. And yeah. so that's just kind of how I operate in general. So to me, school and life and all of that was just, was, was that. Yeah. 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 And so, and I, I'm sure now as a parent that that's kind of influenced how you uh, raise your kids and, and the conversations you have, you know, at the dinner table talking about school and what, what was going on that day and, and really what the whole point of this whole thing is. Um, you know, for me, I really, I believe that um, what's really important is, is kids feeling like they get to be themselves and so I, I would say that's probably more of my focus as a parent is, um, who are you? How does that feel to you? Um, recognizing the differences in, you know, I have two children, um, who each of them are. And, you know, uh, a lot of the conversations that I have with my kids is really helping them understand each other. And that, you know, when you say this to your brother, that, you know, he's this type of person and he gets really sensitive about those things and feels rejected and then reacts this way. And so, um, and so to me, it's really honoring who, who kids are as people and letting that, letting that be important. And, um, I don't know, I don't get as much into, um, parenting skills as much as it's just relating with them. And I just know for me growing up, I, I wish I would have had more um, like feeling related to more yeah. and feeling more seen as a person. Um, and so, you know, I think as parents, we all do, you know, we, we pull those things from our childhoods that we didn't experience and go, well, I'm going to do more of that. You know, like right. I really needed that. And, you know, so that, you know, I think that's what I do too is just make sure they feel individualized and seen as who they really are. I think it's interesting. You know, uh, that the whole statement of, of uh, honoring who they are and even looking, you know, for you to look back and think, you know, you, where it wasn't, it wasn't really, uh, you know, we, we say if, if you could have more of, you didn't say, I, well, I really, I wish I had more structure in the house. I wish there was more discipline there. I wish I was, you know, there was more uh, accountability. What it was, I wish I was honored more and related to. Mm-hmm. For who I was, who for who I am as a person, and I think that that's so true. You, you, know, you know, even in the classroom, you know, how teachers. Um, there's a lot of teachers that get caught up in that whole thing of, I need to influence this kid to be a certain way. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Mm. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
that you know that 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 kid is who that kid is, and and there you can try all you want to change the kid. And, and listen, don't get me wrong. I want to add great quality to these kids. I want them to be resourceful and to be and to be courageous and to be you know intelligent and honorable. Of course, we want all that stuff, you know. But you know, I tell you, you know, a great example I saw was. Um, there was a teacher uh, I was talking to or kind of working with her, helping her do a better job with the kids. And she, were, she, was, she would write her kids up to go to the office because they didn't bring their supplies. And so she'd send them down. And every day she sent them four or five kids. Well, you know what? These same kids, we check it with the other teachers. Are, they're, they're always prepared. Mm. And they always have their stuff mm. ready to go for these other teachers. And you know what? The, 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 the one main kid that we talked to kind of created the most, uh, that got her worked up the most. It was, uh, that kid had a thing, he had a little tournament. He would play uh, online. He plays online video games. Mm. And he'd go to his buddy's house to play. And you know what? The kid's there all the time. He has a little controller every day. He's ready to go. He's very prepared for mm-hmm. that. So it's not really... Mm-hmm him it's not the him problem it's the her Mm -hmm. you know this kid is ready to go and prepare it everywhere and so it's not so i I get that she's trying to teach this skill of being prepared but when it's it's not really a skill it's a choice Mm -hmm. and the kid's choosing a lot of places in his life to be responsible and on time it happens to be your class Mm -hmm. (laughs) that he's choosing not to (laughs) you know what i mean so so i get that we're that we we want to influence kids of course we do but at the same time, just as important, maybe more important, I think, might be what you're saying is to honor who they are, relate to them on that level, and make sure they know they're perfect. You're okay just like you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think as, a hum, as human beings, we want to please. We want to um, connect, you know, on a very primal level, you know. And so it's when, when you approach a child as you know, I see you and I'm, you're amazing and you're wonderful and look at you and look what you can do, not look what you're supposed to do. And now you have this thing to live up to that you're not living up to. And you know, all that other stuff that dominoes from that, but look at what you can do. You know, I grew up with, um, my little brother is a very different kind of smart than me. And it, I mean, it's part of why I do what I do. And part of why I have this, um, this deep caring for kind of like the, um, the underdog a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, is because I saw him get shadowed by, you know, by like what, what appeared to be some kind of better type of intelligence, you know, that I had, but, you know, he was over there making like alarm systems for my door, you know, as like, (laughs) you know, in elementary school and he would like make his Legos, motorized and do things before the kits were out that did that for you, you know? And so I was always so impressed with him and was like, because I saw that he could do something I couldn't do. And I, like, I couldn't wrap my brain around how he did that. So to me, and it, and it really, um, infuriates me that kids, um, don't under, they don't learn the different types of intelligences. And I remember, I remember in school one day learning, there are seven types of intelligences and coming home and just, you know, I, I swear it'd be like, like how maybe a kid would feel coming home with like an A on their report card was me coming home to tell my brother that. Right. Like, I mean, I could just, you know, get very emotional about that, about that, but it's like, you know, like, Oh my, guess what? Guess what? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're smart too. And there's proof, you yeah. know, it's not just, you know, um, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I also threw his head against the wall. Like it's not like, I was just so supportive of him, but it was just that, um, you know, I, it made me really happy that it, it, it made me really sad to, to see kids that were smart and just didn't feel good about themselves, um, all because of this particular standard or one way of seeing, right. um, intelligence. That's the danger of it. You know, it's a, and it, and we really solidify that with the whole standardized testing thing. And, and I think what, what, one of the, one of the, um, what where things kind of grow worse from there is we have this we have you know this whole group of kids and you think about it you know you know your traditional school system is working for less than half of the kids significantly less than half if you look at because i mean you know you know nationwide we have a 50% dropout rate that you know no one talks about that but it's you know i think well bill gates does and he'll say it's like at 64% but what he's talking about is a high school graduation i'm talking about kids that start in k that graduate from the time you know 12 13 years later 
So it's it's about 50% that'll walk across the stage and, and be given a diploma. Now, think about that. So it's 50%. Now, if you take away, you know, now some kids are killing it, you know, like you, 90s, you know, 85s, 90s, 95s, you know, making grades, you know, everybody else, it's kind of working for. So maybe 30, 40% of the kids that the school is actually maybe might be working for maybe everybody else is just got either they're not getting by they're not going to finish and i think one of the challenges is the standardized testing thing where it makes everybody live up to that same kind of intelligence mm-hmm. and again it sets this bar well in theory that might that might sound like but here's the here's here's where i think we run into the most problems is well let's say a kid struggles with math well you know what we're going to do we're going to pull that kid out of art class we're going to pull that kid out of pe we're going to pull that kid out of music class mm-hmm. and tutor him on those math skills so we can he can reach that bar mm-hmm. meanwhile that same kid is a phenomenal writer absolutely and you know what he did pretty good on the writing test we didn't even talk to him about that mm-hmm. Because he's going to pass, mm-hmm. you know he's 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 in the education world. What we call green, he's going to pass that writing and the language arts and the English. He, there's, there's, so we don't even talk to him about that because we got to focus. So we're going to spend hours with this kid on math. Well, really, we're missing out on the gifts and the talent the kid came into the world. We're not even talking to him about right. that. We're not hooking him up with some sort of a mentor where this kid can really write and dig down deep and become mm-hmm. this amazing writer right. that was born to be. Meanwhile. Now we now we have instead of an amazing now we have a good writer and a mediocre math kid right rather yeah. than an amazing writer is going to contribute to the world yeah and all the focus has now become on like has has gone to what this kid is not good at instead of helping him flourish in the area yeah. and and have that confidence and um just just huge validation in the stuff that he's naturally good at. So then you end up with a kid who's like, well, I wasn't quite honored for my writing. So, you know, not getting that feedback, like we we thrive on feedback. And so as kids, that feedback that we get is, well, like that's okay, but you know, we're going to focus on this. What did you just teach the kid to focus on something else that they're not, you know, gifted at and that that's not really that important. Um, but we need to focus on this and, you know, and try to get better at those things that you're not good at that. I I don't think that, I don't think it works that way. I don't think that we need to focus on, um, doing the things that we're not good at, um, instead enhance the stuff that you're naturally good at, the stuff that's naturally you and get help for the rest of it. Sure. You know, so And you just end up with adults who aren't very confident about the the things that they are most passionate about. It's true, and 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 they they're kind of trained now to also enter the workforce and do a job where you know you just got to grind Absolutely. it out. I just got to do work. Yeah. Sometimes things I hate things and I have to do it. Well, right? Is that true? Well, in their reality, because that's what they learned for twelve years. Sure. Just got to grind it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And all right, so so you you do you graduated a year early, and then um, and what's what's happened at this point in your life? You you go to college. What 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 what's your scene? You know, I I did. I went to college. Um, you know, so one of the things that if we can go back a little bit to eight years old, uh-huh. um, and then I'll skip over. But is um, when I was eight, I had a um, I had an experience in class that, um. With Miss Ashby, remember her being colorblind, and I uh, thought that was so fascinating. I always wanted to talk to her about it, but um, and so we had an assignment where we had to uh, pick a word in the dictionary that was um, going to be a challenge to our classmates um, to pronounce, to you know, spell, um, um, to define, and all of that. Right. So I opened the book, and the the word I zero in on is psychology, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god. That's in the bag, right? Yes, why? You freaking kidding me? Like it's done. Yeah, you know, it was like I could not wait to like, yeah, get up there. And, uh, Psychology? Oh, what? Oh. Psychology? Yeah. <laughs> so, Sign me up. You know, we're eight, right? Yeah. So I, so I had my word, and I was excited, and um, and so I was gonna win, you know, the whole thing, and so, and then I read the definition, and something happened, and I remember reading the definition and just having this moment of uh, like sweats like the whole like this this whole thing where I I was like I just had this clarity of oh my god this is what I'm gonna do this I'm gonna help people 
And so from eight years old on, that has never changed. Like that was the moment I defined what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so when we, so we skip forward to, you know, college and all of that. Um, my plan was like, oh, I'll get a PhD in psychology because that's what I'm doing and that's what I was focused on and that's, right. that's the way you go. And at, at that time, it would, would be the way you go. And so I started going to school for that. And then um, for the first time ever in my life, I, I had a situation where um, somebody actually, my daughter's dad actually like challenged that thought. It was like, you know, you don't have to do it that way. And I had never considered not doing it that way, not yeah. once ever. Um, and so from that moment was when I was, you know, I was in, I was in school, college for psychology and just doing all that stuff. And it was, you know, so from that moment, I, I considered I could do it a different way because that way actually wasn't working for me anyway. I'm not the traditional, you know, is, 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 fine as I did in school I don't I didn't like it like it wasn't right you know it's not how I wanted to learn it wasn't like I was saying it didn't honor the way I thought and you know who I was anyway and so um so from that moment I decided to not pursue school and, and realize that you know I like this is this is actually taking away from what I know you know yeah. and I remember just deciding that it was it was it was implanting things like sure it's it's not that it's bad information but I can learn those things if I'm really interested in a specific thing um with about psychology then I can learn those things on my own but I just I remember feeling like this is this is putting things into my brain that um I don't want to do it in this way that everybody else does it you know I've never been that way ever um, and so I had that realization. So then it was, well, let me look into another way of doing this. And so, so from that point on, I've really honored um, creating my own, learning things and, and, you know, educating myself with it, but um, pulling from those inspirations also and studying the stuff that in interests me and really speaks to my um, my way of thinking about helping people. Uh -huh. And so, so really it's been this, you know, 15 year, um, kind of, you know, um, building of theory and, and just letting my own natural thoughts come out and, and the intuitiveness and all of that, that just happens. And so for me, it was really about, I'm not going to put this stuff in that, um, interrupts my, my natural way of thinking about this. Sure. So, yeah. Cause it, it's really two different focuses. I mean, there's, there's like, you can focus on school where you can focus on learning. Exactly. If you focus on school, the, the nice part about that, you know what, at the, there's, there's an end. Yeah. It's called a degree and then you're done. Yeah. But learning, there's yeah. no there's no end to this thing. Yeah. And it's such a it's such a different process. You know, going to school, I think the focus is more on I have a class to go to, I'm going to show up, I'm going to do my work. It's more of this, uh, you know, it's to me that's not that's not me being engaged, uh -huh. you know, and um I don't like just I'm not, I'm not a fan of doing anything just to do it. And I mean, um, at all, like, you know, so if I'm not engaged in something, then it's, it's not for me anyway. And so, so yeah, it becomes this step-by-step -step thing, this, you know, very left brain kind of, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And instead I prefer the learning, um, and being in charge of my learning and I like structure and that's fine, but there are other ways to do that without like the act of going to school. Sure. And, and that really works for some people. I know that, but it yeah, absolutely. Work for me. Man, I'll tell you what, there's, there's a whole huge, not huge, but there's a percentage of the population that love the school thing. They, and they're able to combine learning and school on the same path. Mm -hmm. Other people, not so much, you know, but that's, that's the beauty of the world, yeah. especially now. Yeah. 
And if I were in a class and I, and I have been in those classes where it's set up that way, like where I can really engage in the material and the class and the experience of right. it. Absolutely. The I love it. Like I, love, I still do things that, you know, I still take classes and, and workshops and things like that, but I, I choose the ones that I'm going to be able to engage in sure. and experience. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. And so this, uh, this person, uh, your uh, baby's daddy, he has this influence where he uh, really will just plant a seed, plants a suggestion that, you know what, um, <laughs> where, I know, it's awesome. <laughs> That's great, thanks, Tom. <laughs> and uh, he plants a suggestion where, uh, you know what, there's, 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 no, there's, there's alternatives out there. Yeah. And, so where, and so where do you go with that? Um, That's... I okay. I started studying um, not, not not intentionally actually. Like um, I got I got involved in a reevaluation counseling process that RC. Yeah. What you know, educated in there. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, I I started. That was an avenue to do my own work, um, mm-hmm. and it was a process and it, you know what, what I really liked about it is that it was a, it was a process and it was also education. I, you know, I got to learn about things like oppression and, you know, and I got to learn about like, this was the stuff I was more interested in was, you know, okay, people who are raised this way have these types of patterns, you know, and because they learn this type of thing and they're in this type of, you know, um, environment. And that stuff to me was fascinating. I wanted to know, I liked knowing those things. So it wasn't, so it was like this, this process of doing my own work, but it was learning about people at the same time. And that, that for me was really, really cool. So it was, um, it it was information and it was, you know, okay, this is, this is how I can, um, think about, like, if I have somebody coming to me that's, you know, raised Catholic, Um, this is just, it just gives me a little bit of information about that person that I can be thinking about and taking into consideration about what their environment might've been like, like how, how they might've been raised. And, um, so I really liked that combination. Plus it was, um, you know, one of the the most important things I've ever done in my life is 13 years of my own work. And, you know, I went from, you know, is talking about being that like shy. I was never shy and I learned that. I've learned that now. It wasn't that I was shy. I was just really sensitive um, and didn't really know what to do with it and a little bit introverted. And so, you know, introverted people feel quiet. And um, and so, um, but, you know, I went from experiencing that, like people thinking I don't like them and you know, because I'd get quiet and, and all of this stuff to learning how to move through that stuff and see myself differently and learn that, you know, I'm okay and there's nothing to fix, that it's all fine. And if I can learn how to work with who I am, then um, it, it just works better yeah. and I can communicate who I am uh, with other people better and they can understand me. And so, um, I learned all of that through that process about me, and that has probably been one of the most important things I've ever done in my life. Um, it cleared up my my stuff so that I can help other people. Yeah. So. And in your coaching process, when uh, people come to you, and um, uh, what, what what usually is the motivation for somebody to show up on your doorstep? Or is there is has like something catastrophic happened, or is just like a straw that finally broke the back, and they just need help, or they feel themselves sinking, or what? I think it's probably any of it. I mean, I think it all comes down to not feeling good, you know, in some way or another. It's you know we don't feel good, yeah. and I think that um, there's all kinds of ways to learn learn how to feel good. And so it's this really basic thing, but, um, you know, helping people identify and understand what that means, you know? And, um, I mean, it, it, it just, it gets really detailed. Um, but you take that basic principle and, um, understand what that means for each person. Um, I think when we feel good, 
a lot of other things happen. A lot of, you know, things open up and um, things get better and feel better. And, and so, you know, for some people like to really find out like what's, what's not feeling good for you, you know, um, and helping, you know, helping them. It's, it's, I know it sounds really basic and I, I think it is, but, um, they, this, the, it never sounds that basic, but, but right. it is, I think, you know, I yeah. think that's the, the deal is, there's always some way that we're not feeling good. And if we can connect with that and work on it and, and own that it, the responsibility of it, that it does, you know, it, it takes work and, and it's worth it. But what, what, what do you, what do you think usually is the, uh, I don't know if there's a usual cause for that, that not feeling good. Is it something that they're doing that they, they know deep down inside they shouldn't be doing, or is it something they're not do doing that they know deep down inside that they should be doing i think it's i think it's all of it um it could be that i mean it could be as simple as like i really want to fit into my jeans you know and i i mean some people are very affected by yeah. um not fitting into their jeans and what that means you know what it means to them i mean it's like um everything means something to us you know we um not fitting into the, your jeans can mean one thing to somebody and something else to somebody else, you know? So, um, it's really what it means to you, how you translate that. Um, and you know, for somebody it may mean like, I'm not taking care of myself and that makes me feel bad, you know? Um, so, um, what was your question? I just like, if, if, if you found, if it, it's, if it's sometimes somebody's doing, that they know they shouldn't be doing, or is it something that someone's not doing that they know they should be doing? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's all of it. Um, and sometimes it's it's getting to a place in their lives where they realize they've been just on autopilot, and yeah. and they don't want to live that way anymore. You know, most people are. I think. Yeah. Right. You know, and they're playing the game. Yeah. So there, you know, there will be. I've always wanted this, and I just don't let myself have that or I don't let myself want that. Yeah. Um, and so it's getting in touch with, you know, no, you, you get to have that. You get to, you know, yeah, absolutely you get to have that. Um, and you know, just getting off of autopilot and, you know, and, and I mean, it's not, and it's not a personal thing. It's not, I don't, you can, we can't blame people for that to take responsibility for it, but we, we learn that. We learn that, you know, just talking about the school system and... Well, I mean, it starts as a child, you know, yeah, I mean, be quiet, stop crying, eat this, don't eat that, do this, don't do that, and then you go to school, and I get it, man. Yeah, listen, there's, listen, there's 33 kids in a classroom. There's got to be some sort of, you can do this, but you can't do that if we're yeah. going to all be successful in this yeah. room. And and then and then you should go to college, and you should do what you're told there, and you show up there, and you do what you're told, and you should get a job, and this is what you kind of job you should get, and you show up, and you, next thing you know, you got bills and credit yeah. cards, and you're on this thing, and you're miserable, but you're locked in at this point, in your mind anyway. Sure. Well, you know, there's a mold and, and it's unfortunate, but it, you know, there's that mold and it's, and as parents, it's so much easier when your kids follow the mold, you know, and, and, and I mean, in all honesty, it is, it's hard to have a rebellious kid. It's hard to have, you know, yeah. it's hard to have the kid that wants to do it their way and, you know, thinks differently. Like it's, it's tough because you just, you have to, it requires extra time and energy to put in. But, you know, I was uh, hanging out with a friend of mine the other day and she was saying that um, uh, she was like, God, she's so competitive. Like it really, you know, about our daughter. And and I was like, that's great. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, you know what? I said, your daughter is the one that would be the pro athlete, not mine. And all because like even if they have the same level of skill, it's because yours wants it. Right. You know, and she was like, oh, I guess, you know, yeah. And so, you know, I think as parents, we see these things and it's like, why can't they just be easier in a way? Sure. Right? And and it's true. And, I, and, you know, when you're going through the parenting of it, it's true. But, uh, you know, and I have a I have a client and, um, you know, she she and her daughter come in because her daughter is so rebellious and like unruly and, and all this stuff. And so. One of one of the things that I focus on is helping the parent understand this is the nature of a creative child and and help her understand how amazing she is. It's not that, of course, she thinks her daughter is amazing, but 
but helping her see, like project these qualities into the future and say, yeah. your daughter is the one asking questions. She's the one that says like, that's not good enough. And she's challenging things. And, you know, and so really enhancing that behavior and helping, helping the daughter see. And it's been really fun because I get to talk with her about um, empowerment and like, kind of like, you know, hey, uh, like, let's, let's learn some communication skills so that you can have more of what you want. Like, this is, you know, you actually get to have a lot of power because of who you are. Like, this is a really cool thing. Yeah. And approaching it that way so that she's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I can, you know, she's motivated by, she gets to have more of what she wants. And she's a person who's very motivated by getting what she wants, right? And so we, you know, we'll talk about it in that way where it's lifting up all this good stuff that it does, it makes, she's a leader, Yeah, you know, she's a leader and that, and that's the bottom line. She's a creative leader. And so, um, so yeah, she's out there, you know, she's this big personality and she's out there and she kind of gets in trouble and, you know, and, and, and so sure. And so it's, it's enhancing all that stuff and making her feel really proud of all these good things because Kids like that, what they hear is like, you know, you're wrong, you're bad. It's like, just stop, stop being so big and, you know, out there and causing commotion, yeah. you know? And, but as adults, like we want those people sure. doing other things, but right. we just don't want to raise them. That's the challenge of teaching and parenting. You know what we always say, you know, you know, you have to be careful not to parent those qualities out of your kid. Absolutely. You know, and 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 you're right because it's tough, man. It's late at night. I'm exhausted. Exactly. Just yeah. be quiet. Right. <laughs> Don't argue. Up. Just right. go brush like, your teeth yeah, and be done with it. Yeah. Where's the yeah? Yeah. Say that, yeah. And so and so and so, what's next for you? So you have your 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 coaching stuff going on. You have your uh, events at your classes, all kinds of stuff going on mm -hmm. at your warehouse. What what else? Well, I mean, it's it's developing. I mean, this is the very beginning of developing this dream um um it's almost like a you know kind of a wellness center for people who are starting things in yeah. a way you know like this very like you can you know you can step into it and be nurtured and um supported and experience it and you know all of that and so i've always wanted that i've always wanted this community center type thing that um but my interest is you know um, helping people do their thing. Like that's really, really important to me. So that shows up whether it's the musicians or it's, um, you know, somebody that's, you know, really connecting with their passion and what they're really here to do. I like aligning that. I like, you know, um, having those conversations with people and extracting that, you know, know what is it specifically and helping people see that that little specific thing that you do is yours yeah. and it's important and other people don't do it like that. You know, that's your style. Um, and even if you're, you know, a photographer, you know, there's lots of other photographers, but that's your style. That's the way you do it. And so I love helping people align with, with their, their way. And, um, so it's, it's, um, this center kind of thing that um i've been dreaming about for years and so um it's happening and so the community classroom is part of it that's kind of the entry level part of it um there's um uh, i want eventually like i want to be an investor uh -huh. and um so i'm i'm working on this uh part of my business that is about investing in people's work um but through resources and skills. Um, and so I'm creating a program that they can come into that um, allows them to, like I get to be an investor in the person behind the project or business. And sure. so, and eventually I'd love to be an investor um, with finances and stuff too. But um, so I'm creating that. And um, oftentimes what we, what you'll see is you, people don't have the, either the financial resources or the resources in general to start something. Um, and so there's this gap and yeah. it's like, okay, if I had that kind of help and support, then I could do, I could do this and I could start this and I could create it. Um, but I don't have, I, I can't afford to pay somebody to help me learn those things that would then help me make more money. 
And so there's this Stuck, funky yeah. little spot there. Well, that's the spot that I'm helping people with so that they can come into it. I can be an investor on the front end of it and mm -hmm. give them that edge that allows them to start learning what they need to learn and then make the money without having to invest the money into it up front. It's powerful stuff. Very cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what's, what's interesting is how you've had this whole congruency in terms of who you are and helping people and this unique intelligence and, and combining all that since you know the age of eight all the way through middle school, high school, and here you are today, really doing the same thing just on a, just on a new level as you, as you progress and as, as you learn and as you grow uh, through life as well and sharing it with other people, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank You're you awesome. Taya Sparks. Thanks so much for being here, and uh, and uh, you know you just never know who's going to sit in in the in the, in the chair there, and uh, and uh, what we're going to hear, and uh, wow, what what a unique uh, perspective and life, and uh, all that you bring to the world, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. High five. You're awesome. Thanks so much. to pee.